0: Watch this immediately Watch this immediately Oh my god, we're here again How are you? How are we? It's been a long time. It's good to see you What are we doing? I'll tell you This is Watch This Immediately, the podcast that glories in the ignorance of its two hosts and shines (laughs) the light on said ignorance. Really ought to plan this out. Um, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Stephen Krauss. Uh, With me, as always, is my other host. Manir. here. Yeah. And tonight, we are talking about... Oh, my God. We have such a great show for you tonight. Mm. We're going to talk about 1974's immortal movie... Blazing Saddles, directed by Mel Brooks, uh, written by Mel Brooks, Richard Pryor, and three other people, Um, starring Cleavon Little, Gene Wilder, Slim Pickens, Alex Karras, Mel Brooks, Harvey Corman, and the delightful Madeline Kahn, and uh, this is interesting, distributed by Warner Brothers, a budget of $2.6 million, and to the degree that Wikipedia can be believed, box office of $119.6 million.
1: Like just since then, or like just in the few
0: years that they were observing, it's impossible to know. Mm. I'm assuming this is within within so- around the general time of its gotcha. release. No, pretty good, nice. That's that's outstanding. Yeah, uh, because this is prior to Jaws. Hundred million movie, hundred million dollar movies did not happen back then. Mm. So, like prior to the summer blockbuster, you did not see hundred million dollar movies very often. So that's pretty big, especially mm. for a comedy.
1: Hmm. Fair.
0: I I, I think that this is a well
1: deserving movie. Um, you know, to garner that honor.
0: Now, this is one that you had seen before. Yes. And and I had seen this one before as well. I this is one I've revisited many times. I think the first time I saw it was uh, my friend AJ and I rented it. In uh, junior high or high school, which Mm. I think that's junior high is probably the perfect time to be introduced to this movie Um, when you're about 12, 13, 14 years old. That is when all of the profanity and all of the um, insensitivities will delight you the most. Mm. Um, But as you see it in young adulthood and now in I'm not I'm definitely not young, but I'm not old, but, you know, just capital A adulthood, Mm -hmm. you see different things in it. And I I appreciate it, I think, on a different level than I did when I saw it the previous times in my life. But um, how this was not something that you necessarily had fond memories of, as I understand.
1: No, because I I was uh, probably like 21 or 22 when I watched it. And I can actually remember seeing the part where um, Hedley Lamar goes up to uh, Le office, mm-hmm. and you know, like that first scene where he's got that lady like sitting next to him. Right. I remember that part of it, and I, I sort of remember the part where you know they're like, like the the, the the part in the begin, beginning where everyone's working on the railroad and sure. those racists come through. But yeah, like for some reason or another, it just didn't didn't speak to me at that time, and I just had this like negative view of it for all these years.
0: Your early 20s is a hard time to have a comedy, a comedy introduced to you, I think, mm. um, because you're an angry person at that point in your life, I think.
1: Yes, correct. You
0: have enough knowledge that you feel like you know everything. You don't realize everything that you don't know. Correct. And I know my view of movies was i demanded that they entertain me Mm -hmm. and i demanded that they entertain me on my terms Mm
1: -hmm, and mm -hmm. so
0: if a movie was not immediately everything that i expected it to be if a comedy was not the funniest thing i had seen and if it not was not my idea to see the comedy it faced an uphill battle oh no it was
1: i remember like it was my decision to like get this movie and like watch it because i just heard
0: stuff about it and um And so were you just sitting kind of by yourself? Yeah. That's terrible. Mm. That's hard. Comedy is one of the few movie-going experiences that I feel is best shared with a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a movie, a comedy on its own can be appreciated. A comedy with other people can be better enjoyed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I can still remember um, I watched... The first Austin Powers in the theater and that part where Dr. Evil
0: has his monologue was like, everybody was just busting up, man. I lo- I was the only one in the theater when I went to see Austin Powers, but I, I also saw the first Austin Powers in the theater. Damn. And then when it came out on video, I pestered all of my friends, like, we have to see this movie. You guys, we need to see this. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I loved it when I saw mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, it would have been better. I saw the second one in the theater, but I didn't like that yeah. as much. Second, second one was trash. <clears throat> I didn't even watch the third one. It's It falls somewhere in between the other two. It's a little bit better than the second one, but not as good as the first. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so this movie, I think, in, in your early 20s would have had an uphill battle. If you're just kind of sitting by yourself, you're an angry young man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're feeling like, okay, I'm here. I could be masturbating right now. <laughs> but instead, I've decided to cede that time to this comedy. It had better be good.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it didn't speak to me the way, the way it should have. But you know, now, like when I watched, I watched it last night, it was great.
0: Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. What, um, what do you think you noticed this time that you, you don't remember previously? Or what, what was different for you? I think I was just more,
1: much more engaged on the movie. Because I feel like the first time I saw it, I might have been a little... Just a little distracted.
0: You know, not particularly... Could have been masturbating. <laughs> had, thinking, had previously masturbated and could well, masturbate again. I mean, yeah. Back in those days, when you're, definitely. When you in your 20s, come on. Yep. I mean, teens, 20s, that's, that's all, you, all anyone. Else. You had... Narrowed a part of your masturbation schedule to fit this in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so the movie was chafing up against that in, in both times. Yeah, I mean the 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 lady in the Lipadman's office, you know, she she didn't hurt. She, she was she was Miss nineteen seventy four in my eyes. Yeah, she had it going on it's in a conventional sense. It's pretty good,
1: but like, um, yeah, just I feel like the thing I noticed this time was you know just engaging with the story more. Yeah, and. I feel like um, I feel like just yeah, like really watching it and taking in, or just taking it at face value, essentially. Because the first time I saw it, it was oh, you know, this Blazing, blazing Saddles, one of the most funny comedic movies ever. Yeah. And you know, so this time I'm like, okay, excuse me, I've seen it, didn't really care for it. I'll give it another shot, though. And so my, my expectations were low. And, you know, I, it, it far exceeded them. I mean, my expectations should not have been low. And I think as a result, this, like, my, my Blazing Saddles experience may also have colored my other Mel Brooks movie experiences.
0: Now, which other ones have you seen?
1: Uh, Young Frankenstein, I've seen for sure. Okay. Um, I have not seen history of the world, or at least not the whole thing. I think I've, I've, I may have seen part of it as well. But yeah, like Young Frankenstein, I just remember being like just really kind of disengaged while I was watching that. But again, that was a time when I was going through some things. And so, you know, it was the same thing like when I first watched this, like early 20s trying to figure out. You know, what am I gonna do for a job? Things like that.
0: Right. Were, we're on my mind. Yeah, well that makes sense. And I th- I think Young Frankenstein and um and Blazing Saddles, but young Frankenstein even more have this situation where you're going to appreciate it more if you also loved those movies. Mm-hmm. Um because Mel Brooks These are the two that I think hit the best out of his various parody movies because there's other ones like uh, High Anxiety, that's kind of a Hitchcock Mm -hmm. thing, and uh, Silent Movie, which I mean, that's obvious, um, but also Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Spaceballs,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. and these two, uh, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein, obviously come from a place of love and of affection for those movies. Mel Brooks obviously grew up watching cowboy movies. He mm-hmm. obviously grew up watching um, those old Universal Monster movies like Frankenstein and Dracula and The Wolfman, mm-hmm. Creature from the Black Lagoon, that type of um, those things. And so it comes through in the movies. And if you did not necessarily grow up on those, you are dependent upon the comedy itself to carry you through. Mm-hmm. And on the, on the day... It can be different. Mm-hmm. You know, what makes you laugh on Saturday can be completely different from what makes you laugh on Tuesday. Correct. And it might completely miss with you if you don't have much context. I don't know how much context you would have had for old Western movies when you came over.
1: Oh, no, none. none. Okay. And, I, I knew of cowboys and, and the old term Indians.
0: Mm-hmm. But not, not too much else. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see you kind of feeling adrift. Yeah. You know, I don't know where, if it's not making you laugh, mm. there is no place on the bullseye for this movie to hit mean, you. I mean, hold on.
1: That, I, was not totally, I was not totally, like, unfamiliar with cowboys and things of that well,
0: nature. Well, no, I, it's not necessarily a matter of familiarity. It's a matter of... Do you... Because, yeah, I mean, you know the archetypes. Yes. yes. But I'm saying, had you seen Ride the High Country? No. Okay. Had you seen Big River? No. Had you seen, you know, The Searchers? No. So it's that kind of thing. That. Now, I had, however,
1: read a uh, 32-book series set in the Old West.
0: I don't know how well th- these are the Utah yes Kansas yes. Yes. okay Dana full of Ross maybe yeah I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know that that really would have applied here fair, fair. Um, because I these are these are very much a love letter to those movies yes, yes and I had not seen those. I had seen no Westerns um, when I first saw this, because my dad was not really a Westerns guy. He wasn't really a movie guy. Um, So I had not seen any of those old Westerns when I first saw it. But there's all sorts of really bawdy humor. Mm. And let's be honest, there's... A lot of forbidden topics in this. Correct. Um, there is it is a gleefully offensive movie that tries to confront you and tries to confront America with its mm-hmm. various prejudices. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of um, a lot of homophobic stuff that doesn't read well as well as it used to. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of racial humor that I think reads exactly the same yeah. now as it did back then.
1: Now I don't know where, where you know if folks are going to be watching this movie uh, after we talk about it. But if you watch an HBO, there's a nice uh, African-American lady who gives uh, an anti-racism lecture right before. Yeah. <laughs> for like f- f- 12 to 15 minutes, it was It like. was
0: longer than I thought it, it was would super, be. I,
1: it was much longer. Because like, I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember this being part of the movie. And, and then, I mean, I realized, I think, midway through, I was
0: like, oh, no, they added this later. Okay, fine. Like, let's yeah. see what's what's up. Yeah, I was... I, I kind of wonder if it may be... Turner Classic Movies is under the Warner Brothers thing, and I kind of wonder if yeah. they had the TCM people whip up a little something, because they yeah. were like, we don't want to feel like we're condoning anything. It
1: was very much a TCM vibe, you're right. So, like, right before they would play a movie,
0: they have that person, like, usually an old bearded yeah, guy talking. Yeah, they can't have the, like, the Joseph Mankiewicz guy. No, no. no, it has to be like, we need somebody who is not yeah. white and not a dude. Exactly. They were like, uh, get someone who looks like Debbie Allen circa 1985. Yeah, so... Yeah, that was something that caught my. T- I kind of skipped through that. I was like, I pay good money to not have to sit through yes. cultural context. Like, I know what I'm getting into with this movie. Oh no, for sure. I mean, but I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just take in the whole experience. You're a better person than I am. We've established this. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a kid, you have that. You have all of those taboo subjects and all of that taboo humor. That is what drew me in as a kid. I was like, I got to see this movie because I know how Mm -hmm. I know how offensive it is. Um, And then, you know, years later, I have. More context for it because I've seen you know just in my own movie journey I've seen old cowboy movies like Ride the High yes. Country and Red River and um, and the Searchers and other John Wayne kind of things and so I get this more and I was realizing last night um, this works this movie works as, as satire it works as a parody of those cowboy movies but it also just kind of works as a western yes the correct. story works on its own so. Correct. It's probably the weakest element of it, but you can watch this as a satire. You can watch this as a um, as a parody of Western movies, and you also just watch it as a Western. I mean, like my my father in law is really really into
1: Westerns. I can see that. And so whenever I go to their house, I, like I've been more exposed to like these old like cowboy shows uh, than I ever was as
0: a kid or as as a younger adult. You need to sit him down and say, Mr. Father-in-law, tell me about The Rifleman. <laughs> 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 tell me that, about Chuck Connors.
1: You know what? I,
0: I'm fairly certain I've seen at least one or two episodes of that show. I believe that. I'm it's, sure there is a streaming service that runs it, or probably like a TV, over-the-air uh, TV thing that runs it like, constantly. Like,
1: I think it's like meat TV. Probably. Yeah, because it's, it's one of those over-the-air, like, like, you know, one of the secondary... Channels yeah. like thirty-eight point two. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's as I said, it's uh, it's something I've been more exposed to since I got with my wife, and so that may also have helped uh, create some context for me.
0: Well, and it's just like any other pop cultural, any other referential pop culture item Mm -hmm. Um, like The Simpsons you can get jokes from The Simpsons now Mm -hmm. like if you go back and watch an episode of The Simpsons from 25 years ago you're going to see things now that you didn't notice 25 years ago because you've seen something or you've heard a song or you read a book or something that was referenced in that that you didn't see Mystery Science Theater is another one of those but that applies to just standard movie going and I think yeah now you have more context and I think it opened itself to be appreciated as an adult in a way that it wouldn't have when you were in your twenties, and that it couldn't have just because there's no way in hell you would have experienced it right. when you were in, you know, when you were a kid. Right. And I
1: just felt like you know the story is is I mean it's a really solid story.
0: Yeah. And uh, we we won't belabor it if you know what Blazing Saddles is. That's probably the only reason you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't, where have you been? Yes. Um, it is one of America's greatest comedies, in my opinion. Um, mm. And it's, it's definitely one of the greatest comedies of the 70s. Mm. I think if, you, weigh oh, it, I if you stack it up against any other comedy from the 70s, Blades and Saddles will come out well.
1: Wait, now, did Mel Brooks also do Dr. Strangelove, or was that...
0: That was Stanley Kubrick.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. I would not have expected
0: him to do such a movie. But it also had Slim Pickens. Yeah, yeah. Because Slim Pickens is the guy who rides the bomb down. Interesting. And also, he has my favorite... One of my favorite lines in uh, in Blades and Saddles was, what the hell is that shit? <laughs> there was a guy in high school, one of my classes, who absolutely loved that line. And there was a, a literature class that we had together. And the teacher was one of the... He was a young guy. I think he might have just been doing his... Uh, he just got done with his, his student teaching, mm-hmm. new teacher. Mm-hmm-hmm. And so he would let us get away with swearing and he would let this guy get away with be like, what the hell is that shit? <laughs> and he had a oh. he had a pretty good approximation of it okay. when he would say that. Okay. Very well, very well. But uh, also I would be remiss if I didn't mention Madeline Kahn, who is delightful. The German the German lady. Yes. Yeah. Madeline Kahn is one of the great comedic actors of the seventies. I know. <laughs> just the the the
1: her introduction as the German um what vaudeville cabaret or yeah I got a, a cabaret yeah that was this it's off-tune but it's oddly compelling I mean, well and
0: she's um are you familiar with Marlene Dietrich no okay she's basically just doing Uh, an impression of Marlena Dietrich who sounded exactly like that was a German lady um, was really popular in uh in the thirties and forties hmm. and also in the fifties. Um, but she, she had that kind of husky voice and she would always end up singing a song in her movies. And it would sound like that. Or <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> not exactly in tune, but it's kind of husky and yeah. kind of, she's kind of sexy. <laughs> like we're all just going along with it. And so, yeah, she's, essentially just aping Marlena Dietrich okay, for comedic okay, effect. Okay. But it was usually serious when Marlena Dietrich was doing it.
1: Yeah, no, Madeleine Kahn was, was, was fantastic in this movie. Like, just the way she puts that uh, Hedley Lamar in his
0: place. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, um, Harvey Corman as Hedley Lamar. Hell yeah. Now, the one
1: part of this movie that was, like, kind of... It's kind of weird, man. Is at the end. Where it becomes kind of meta.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where they it's 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 of course the part where, you know, they've built essentially a set out in the middle of like the uh the wilderness. Yeah. And and then they just go on to a movie set in LA where the movie is being shot. Yeah. They crash that uh Are we saying it was a film about gay
0: folks? Because there were a bunch of uh, those dudes. All seemed to be gay, like the ones who were dancing. They were gay. The film was not about gay folks. I don't think. Well, I mean, it's not a film anyway. But my, I think they were just saying, "Oh yeah, all all guys who sing and dance in movies are gay." Mm. Um, Which is a lot. The gay humor does not land anywhere near as. It's not as well observed. It's not as well thought out. Right. Um, they didn't have, you know, they had Richard Pryor writing the racial humor. They did not have somebody, they did not have a gay man writing the gay humor.
1: Who, like Harvey Lind or someone?
0: Yeah. I don't know, Paul Lind. Paul Lind, yeah. Harvey Lend. They did not have Paul Lind writing the gay humor. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, I, I found that confusing when I was a kid. Yeah, man, it was super confusing for me. I kind of loved it when I watched it last night because I was like, yeah, the whole thing is just breaking down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like,
1: it's gone off the rails. I mean, I'm not hating it, but it's, it's really weird.
0: If you see this movie again in your lifetime, you might like it a lot more, especially knowing that it's coming because okay. it, it really is like... I mean, so many movies have this thing towards the end where all hell just kind of breaks loose. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens here. And that's... Here they take it to the... Logical, if insane, conclusion, which is okay. Yeah, it's going to spill out. It's going to spill into all the other movies on the lot, and it's going to spill into the commissary, and like it's yeah. going to spill over into the tour, and the tour is going to get involved in the fight, and you know, the <laughs> the villain is going to get involved in everything, and the villain's going to escape into the movie theater where the movie is showing. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, the, it, it, the way it circles around. I think is actually it's kind of brilliant. My wife uh, observed something about the commissary
1: scene, like they've got that tour group coming through mm-hmm. and like all the women um, have, have like the uh, cream on their boobs. <laughs> I didn't notice they that. Come out.
0: Yes. That's, oh man, that's genius. <laughs> like they've gotten felt up or whatever. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's another thing I love about movies like this is there's always something for yeah. you, always something exactly. for you to notice. Exactly. Now I would say, you know, b- besides the, like, I may just watch it
1: again, my like you know, in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. just, uh, just to kind of like you know, reacclimate myself to the vibe, and then then maybe like the end will
0: will hit a little differently. I think you know it's maybe not even you, know, you don't necessarily even have to watch it anytime soon. Mm. I just think if you happen to see this again in your life. I think you're going to find it a lot more pleasant. I, I think, think I you're will. going to find it less jarring, and I, yeah. I frankly welcomed it. I was, it made me happy mm-hmm. to just, to see since I knew it was coming, it's like here's the chaos I've been waiting for. Here's yeah. the chaos that has been boiling. Yeah. Um, cuz yeah as a kid it's confusing and then it all kind of circles back around in and then we're watching the movie and then we're back in the movie right and then they drive they're driven away <laughs> off the set of yes. the movie to, instead of you know riding off into the sunset exactly. and it's it feels like a joke for anyone who knows how movies are made exactly that's what i that's what i feel like you're right and it's once you're in on the joke and once you get the feeling that you're not the one being taken for the ride. It's a lot more fun. I can't imagine. It must've been insane to watch it in a movie theater in 1974. And if you had like a big crowd who was into the movie, it was probably hilarious because you're just rolling with it and trying to figure out, Mm -hmm. like, we don't even know what's going on anymore. It's Mm -hmm. just craziness. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I feel, I kind of wish I would have seen it, uh, the Screenland was showing this sometime over the last Ooh. year or so, and I kind of miss, I, I wish I had taken advantage of that, because um, this would be a good movie to see with a crowd. I'm sure it will. If it comes back, let me know, I'll probably go with you. Yeah, because this, this would be a good movie to see with a, with a hot crowd.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I would say, you know, we, we can certainly get to the ratings, and, um... I would say
0: for me personally, it's uh, it's a cultural touchstone. Man. I I cannot disagree. I mean, th- I think this is one of the movies, if somebody said, well, I I need to see 10 comedies from the 1970s. Correct. Um, this is definitely going to be on that list. It might even be top five. I would say um, so. I would say so. And not only that, it speaks, it says so much that is still true, and it does it in a way, in that Richard Pryor kind of way, which is oh, yeah. okay, I can laugh at this, but no one's letting me off the hook about it, so I'm still uncomfortable about it while I'm enjoying it.
1: I mean, you can t- definitely to your point tell that Richard Pryor um, had a lot of a lot of uh, the the writing duties for the racial humor. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it, like if, if you know what Richard Pryor does in his other comedy, I mean,
0: it's fairly by the by the numbers Yeah, in that regard. Yeah, it's it's definitely... I mean, it's got that Richard Pryor stamp all over exactly. it. If you've seen any of his stand-up or heard any of his stand-up, exactly. it has the same kind of rhythms, and it has that mm-hmm. same confrontational thing of, like, you're going to laugh at this, but I'm not going to give you my benediction for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we can laugh at this together, but you're still a piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. 100%.
1: And so I feel like... Um, yeah, like I mean I think you agree with cultural touchstone, huh? Yes,
0: absolutely. This is a cultural touchstone.
1: Okay. Fantastic. So yeah, this continues I think our current
0: streak of of things that are enjoyable for us. Well, yeah, we've we've had a lot of uh had a fair amount of agreement lately. We shouldn't yeah. I don't know, perhaps we should veer off into the ditch, find something we're gonna argue about. Hmm. So we don't give people synchronized swimming every time.
1: You know. This is a movie, as you've said, which is highly dependent on when you saw it, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when you watched it.
0: This terrifies me.
1: There's uh, another movie. By no means a good movie. Mm
0: -hmm. But still. I'm intrigued.
1: It's a movie that came to me at the right time.
0: The never-ending story. No,
1: that was terrifying. Uh, no, no, that that big what was it? That, that that big like Falcor, uh, the Luck Dragon. Yeah, the the pup. It looked like a not a puppy, but like almost like a a fish. It's it was terrifying. Love it. I'm thinking about perhaps how high
0: the is Method that the Method Man? Man and Red Man movie. Yes, I know nothing of this other than the fact Method Man and Red Man are in it. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm just going to warn you. As I said, it's not a good movie, but I saw
1: it in my early 20s, and it it uh,
0: hit all the right buttons at that okay. time. Now, listen, we've, I think we're intelligent enough to say that art is always subjective. Yes, yes. Comedy is subjective, especially. Yes. Um so I can't promise I'll like it. Oh, no, no. I can promise that I will give it every opportunity. I mean, I've, I've, I've maybe
1: turned you against it a little bit by saying it's not a good movie.
0: I like a lot of movies that aren't good movies. Okay, good, 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 good. My concern is, does a movie entertain me in the way... Is it is it the best movie that it is trying to be? That's, that's what I ask for. Does a movie... I don't know how to explain it exactly. I... I am willing to meet the movie where the movie lives. The movie does not have to come to me. I am not okay. going to dare the movie to entertain me.
1: Okay, okay, hold on. I'm going to say the movie is very lazy. Okay. And so <coughs> it's by no means trying to give it a, its all. However, it's
0: highly entertaining for, to me. Okay. Okay. Yes, this movie does not have to impress me. I, I'm, not, I'm not asking to be impressed. I'm I mean, just asking to be entertained. I don't want you to be in the, in the same level of despair you were in with, uh, with Ready to Die or All Eyes on Me. Well, Ready to Die and All Eyes on Me, there were cultural expectations on there that I couldn't get away from. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and these were—and I, I enjoyed some of Ready to Die. Mm. I, I could not get—I mean, I don't like to hear anyone describing their sex technique— Fair. That, that's juvenile. I, fair. I, I felt embarrassed for him. Okay. Fair. I felt sorry that he is dead so that he could not defend himself.
1: That's fair. That's
0: fair. Um, and I, I also just don't care for his voice. So that, it was going to be hard to get over yeah. because I could not get over the sound of his voice. Yeah, yeah. Some voice. of the, I mean, some of the rhymes were good and his, his flow is undeniable. Yeah. But I did not enjoy the experience as a whole. Oh. Um, All Eyes on Me, that was Cultural expectation. I could not, uh, could not get past that. But also, I don't feel that it's anywhere near, um, any, anywhere near as good as its reputation suggests. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is bloated. I feel like it is, um, it is about forty-five minutes of decent music stretched out over two hours and fifteen minutes. That's right.
1: How high is not a long movie either. So, at least it's got that going for it. But
0: as I said. I'm intrigued. This is not something... I have have zero knowledge of this movie. Think
1: about guys in their like 20 to 22, what, what you would have enjoyed or what would have made you just start giggling and laughing. And this
0: movie hit those buttons for me. Okay. I can almost guarantee you that when I was 21, 22, I would not have laughed at how high. But that's just because I was an unbearable tool at that age Mm -hmm. and so I would have been one of those people that I now hate where I'm like I watch a movie I'm like entertain me movie I demand you entertain me Mm. you're older now yeah now I just want to watch a movie correct Correct. I'm I'm ready to meet how high on how high's terms how high does not have to meet on my terms you've thrown away the monocle yeah I don't care okay I I was not the arbiter of good taste when I was in my 20s so I'm definitely not the arbiter of good taste now. Okay. I just want to see a movie. So, well, how high is- if how high is the movie? Look, I might not like it. <laughs> But I will give it a shot. Okay, okay. I wonder where we can find it. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out off air. Yes, uh, yes,
1: we will. And, uh, you know, it's
0: it's probably on at least one platform. I mean, I can't imagine. If nothing that else, I am confident that I could walk into Vintage Stock and pick up a copy of it. 100% you rack. could. 100% you could. So, all right. We well, can figure this out. With
1: that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Peace. Bye.
0: Watch this immediately.